Can we give it up one more time for our praise and worship team? Just that was amazing. Man, had the boy on the funk on, on the guitar bringing the funk and stuff. I was, I was like, okay, I feel that. That's a new one. I like that one. I like that one. Yeah, that, that's great. I know you guys don't do it for our praise, but uh, we definitely appreciate you guys, the time and sacrifice you guys make to help lead us. And so that was beautiful uh, this morning. Also, um, some of you may have gotten the paper today. You saw hashtag FOMO on there, and you're like, did Pastor have a stroke? Um, does he know what a hashtag is? And so maybe, maybe seeing me up here makes a little more sense. Okay, um, Pastor's doing fine. He's, he's in the back, but uh, he's going to another church in Lenexa, so pray for safe travels and so forth today. He's got a chance to spend some time with his family, so that's why I get to be up here today. And I also want to shout out Counselor Deborah. Uh, if you guys, if you guys missed out on uh, yesterday's family enrichment on communication, that could have gone like five hours. We were so far deep into it, and uh, we definitely appreciate it. it. Made us think quite a bit. So some of you are like, what is FOMO? What is this about? And I want you to close your eyes for a little bit. You've been working all week. You're tired, you're at home, you, you're ready to get off, and nothing sounds greater than just a quiet night at home. So you call, you don't even want to cook. Maybe you go get some carry-out pizza, you know, you got some things queued up on Netflix. I'm going to put some PJs on. I plan to be in bed by 9.30. When I was 22, that sounded like an awful night. Now that I'm 30, that sounds like a great night. <laughs> Crawling into bed, you're all warm and cozy. You're like, let me check Facebook or Instagram real quick. Turn on the phone. You see some of your friends had, looking like they had some party. It was like the best night of their life. You're like, man, I'm missing out on that. And all of a sudden, FOMO hits you. Hit you like a weight. You start questioning what are you doing with your life. I'm sitting here eating Papa John's pizza. They over there eating gates. <laughs> Looking like a million dollars. That's some uh, party, some DJs going crazy. People are dancing, having a great time. What am I doing with my life? Or maybe it's summertime and you're going through your you're at lunch break. And you open up your phone while you wait at Chipotle for your lunch. And you see one of your friends is on their second vacation for the summer. You're like, wait a minute. They were just on vacation three weeks ago. Now they're on a cruise. I can't even, I'm having a staycation this summer. I can't even afford to go anywhere. And you feel like you're missing out on something. Or like it was for me last week on Amazon Prime Day. I did not want to miss out on those deals. I was sitting there texting my family, but I was like, oh, I saw a great deal on an Instant Pot, right? I was like, I got to get this. Get that free two-day shipping. In a few months, a new iPhone will come out. 
and we'll see hundreds of people standing in line being afraid to miss out on a phone that barely has changed. I used to work at a mall, and I used to be amazed on a school day how many young kids would show up for the new pair of Jordans. FOMO stands for the fear of missing out. It is a term that's so commonly used now, they had to put it in the dictionary. And here's the, here is the definition. It says, anxiety, that an exciting or interesting event may currently be happening elsewhere, often aroused by posts seen on social media. It is a real thing. You may not think it happens to you. Oh, it's definitely happening to you. But this is not a new phenomenon. We may just have a new term for it, but it's just a new, a new thing, um, new makeup on an on a ugly pig. All throughout the Old Testament, we see stories of FOMO. The original sin in Genesis chapter 3, Satan comes and, and tells Eve, hey, that apple over there looks pretty good. No, God said I couldn't have it. Girl, you, you missing you miss out. Surely God will want to keep you from everything that is in store for you. He's holding you back. Just have a bite. Adam's over there doing Adam stuff. <laughs> she convinces him to go. He's like, okay, that's not a good idea. <laughs> the fear of missing out. Part of the original sin. We fast forward. And God made a promise in Genesis chapter 16 to Abram that through you, all nations on earth will be blessed. And Sarai is sitting there thinking, I am old. We have no kids. How are they going to be blessed? So fear of missing out on what God has called them to do allows Sarai to say, hey, you get a free pass with my servant. Abram's like, absolutely, sign me up. Genesis 37, we saw Joseph's brothers get jealous of a, fam a nice coat and favor from their father, so they sell him out. We see 2 Samuel 11, we see David go up on a rooftop, peek something really nice. He saw Bathsheba, Bathsheba. he got his eyes to slide in her DMs. Right. <laughs> hey, you need to come over here. Let me show you what a king's about. Because he didn't want to miss out on an opportunity to please what he saw and liked. We fast forward all the way to Luke chapter 15. We see the parable of the prodigal son. And I'm not sure exactly what caused the son to go to his father to say, hey, I need my inheritance early. His father was very rich and wealthy. He had everything that they, they could want on that farm. But the world must have provided something out there in his head that says, I need that. So let me cash out early 
and go and experience that. And we know what happened to him. But the draw of FOMO is real. It is prevalent. And it's incredibly dangerous. Psychologists are scrambling to come up with treatments and things to battle FOMO. I see counselors shaking her head. She's well-versed in this field of study. In fact, the CDC released a report showing that suicide rates for teenage girls have doubled and gone up 30% for boys since 2007. You know what happened in 2007? Facebook released the doors so the public can sign up. Before, you had to have a .edu account. 2007, anyone can have an account. Since 2007, girls have, suicide rates for girls have doubled. The Pediatrics Journal found that 11.5% of teens have suffered depression in the past year. That's greater than 1 in 10. According to the Department of Health and Human Services, more than 3 million adolescents aged 12 to 17 reported at least one major depressive episode in the past year. And more than 2 million reported severe depression that impeded their daily functioning. What is going on with our children? What is going on with us? How do they not see the value of themselves? How do they not see that at 15 years old, your world problems, you're going to laugh at 22, 25? Where are they getting their value from? Maybe it's from the likes they get on a post or the lack of likes. We date people by swiping left or swiping right. Looking at five seconds of two photos, dateable or not dateable. Looking at the media, I'm seeing Kendall Jenner having all this, she's the same age as me. She looks beautiful, model, has this lifestyle, a TV show, making millions of dollars on her makeup and various things at the Kardashians. My life doesn't look like that. I'm scrolling through Instagram and Facebook, and I'm seeing people have all these friends, and I'm home on a Friday night because no one invited me to the party. It's ruining my day. It's ruining my night. And Satan creeps in. He says, look. Look at all these people. Look at all the blessings God's giving you. Giving them. How he's not blessing you. We look at teenagers and look down on them. But how many of you have felt that when you go up on Facebook and see one of your exes that you couldn't, com couldn't convince him to commit to you? 
A year and a half later, he's on down on one knee proposing to someone else. And you see the proposal video. You're sitting like, why did that happen to me? I couldn't even get him to commit to going on a Friday night date. He's committing the rest of her, his life to her. We start judging her looks and what she has to offer that I didn't. How did he afford a new car? How did he get a new job promotion? This dude was a straight D student in high school. He's a knucklehead. Half the nights, he's probably passed out drunk. How is he doing it? I'm going to church, paying my tithes, doing what I'm supposed to be doing, doing my daily devotions, and I'm sitting here wondering when my prayer is going to get answered. God, I'm experiencing FOMO for real. When are you going to help me? And that quiet Saturday night you had planned, Friday night eating Papa John's and watching Netflix, just got ruined. So how do we cope with FOMO? If you have your Bible, you can turn to Matthew chapter 4. And we'll see how our Lord and Savior deals with FOMO. So this is the part where Satan comes to tempt Jesus. Jesus has been fasting out in the desert. And at the end of this fasting, Satan comes up to tempt him. So he's tired. He's weak. Hungry. If, I'm, if I was fasting for that long, you could convince me to do anything for a number two from Burger King. might help if I get to turn the, my app to work here. Appreciate it. <laughs> Letting that sink in what FOMO means. It says here, again, the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. All this I will give you, he said. If you bow down and worship me. See, Satan comes and says, I will give you what the world offers. I'll give you everything the world offers. Money, fame, fortune, power, girls, whatever you want, Jesus. You, you come to me, just worship to me, I'll give you all of it. You don't have to be a carpenter's son anymore. You'll be accepted and worshipped by everybody here on earth. You ain't got to go to no cross. Take, that, take a beating. See how Jesus responds. He says, Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. I'm going to break this down here. The very first thing it says is, Jesus says is, for it is written. You want to battle FOMO? Read your Bible. 
Jesus understood what was written. He understood what was written about him, what his calling was. He understood what God had in store for him because he read his Bible. He understood that in, in John 10 it says, I came, to, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And I have confidence in that. I understand that in the Bible it says, it's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. He put that in his heart because he read it, understood it, and had confidence in it. So when Satan came to tempt him, he wasn't faced by it. He had enough confidence in himself. He knew his value. He knew his worth. Because he read his Bible. That's why it says, for it is written. Then he instructed his heart and understood that worship the Lord your God. Some of you need to take evaluation of what you're worshiping. Oftentimes you can value what a man worships by what he spends his money on. What he does in his free time. What he does on that computer screen before he clears his search history. It's interesting that you know, I'll be going to uh, Chief's training camp this week. I'm looking forward to it. But I understand that attendance will go down here at church on Sundays. Because we can't afford to miss kickoff, even though we get out of here by 11. Because we worship a team of laundry that if you'd ask those players, they could care less about Kansas City. I had a severe case of FOMO a few years ago. I was working at Sprint, and the Royals were actually good for the first time in my life. And they end up winning the World Series. We're on a high because now we feel validated because our sports team finally won something. And I had a business meeting I could not miss on the day of the parade. Oh, I was hurt. You guys know I'm a huge sports fan. I work in sports ministry, so you know how much of a sports fan that I am. And I saw the pictures. And the thousands, the hundreds of thousands of people at that parade, I'm saying, like, how can I miss out on that? Oh, that was some, some serious FOMO, man. I was upset. I was jealous. I was mad. I don't even know what that business meeting was about. <laughs> upset all day. But if I didn't put Philippians 4.19, it says, I will supply you of your every need. If I didn't put, if I didn't instruct my heart to say, don't put your hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Some of you may need to fast from what's causing dragging you down. 
if, you, if this is touching you, you may need to log off Facebook. You may need to log off Instagram. Get off Snapchat. Try it for a week. Just try it. See how much better you feel. It's interesting that they have done studies and the, the chemicals that are released when you get a like on Facebook, it's the same chemicals that when you get a hit of cocaine. Some of you may know how addictive that is. Because I get validation by some crazy joke I put on Facebook. And people like it, and I'm like, yes. Post up a new picture. Now, I cheat because I put a bunch of pictures of my nieces, okay? So um, <laughs> I always get a bunch of, you get a bunch of cute uh, girls on there. They, they, they're going to get some likes, okay? But Matthew 18 says, if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it's better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. Just need to log off. Log out. Chill out. Spend some time with your family. You might understand, like, oh, my family ain't that bad. They actually love and care for me. I actually get lifted up when I get to spend some time with them. Go to Top Golf or something with your friends. Just have a good time. Do something that rejuvenates you. Log out. Find out your validation is not by who likes you or who swipes right. Or who slides into your DMs? Or did they respond to the text message I sent 10 minutes ago? How am I still unread? The third thing, it says, serve him only. A great way to put in perspective of what God wants and is calling you is to serve. It's amazing how much, if I'm serving out of my gifts, doing what God has called me to do, how my security of myself is on solid ground. If I'm doing what God's called me to do, I'm in my lane. I don't have to worry about, you know, missing out on a trip to Cancun. I was a college athlete, ran track. Guess what I never got to experience? Spring break. Oh my goodness. I wanted to go to spring break so bad instead of going to a track meet at Nebraska or something like that. Those, that was a long bus ride. You're going through Facebook and Instagram and you've seen those girls in bikinis and those contests and people acting the fool. And I thought I was missing out. But then I would talk to some of the guys that would go, and they would come back and they would catch something.
Well, they will put themselves in debt because they put too much on the card. And I'm saying, like, what did I miss out? But I'm serving out my gifts. I don't have to worry about it. I'm doing what God's called me to do. I'm in my lane. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. FOMO tends to focus on what we don't have. Serving tends to focus on others and what they need. Fulfilling someone else's needs is going to be much greater than putting yourself in debt on a new car. I get tired of paying the same bill over and over again. Even some of my bills are on auto pay. Nebraska Furniture Mart, I love Nebraska Furniture Mart because they have like a hundred month no financing. <laughs> no interest. But you know why I get tired of paying month after month? Nebraska Furniture Mart. I'm looking to pay it off early. I'm like, I gotta get rid. I'm paying for this couch for three years. I got I'm tired of paying for this couch. <laughs> but we do it all the time. We do it all the time. We put ourselves in situations because we have FOMO. If I don't get in now, they might go down to 48 months, no interest. And I can't, that's like three bucks a month I'm saving. I got to get that. And the last thing it says that the angels came and attended him. See, resisting takes strength and effort. It wears you down. It wears you out. You know, those in AA and, and some of the recovery classes, I've, I've heard some of what they talk about, and they talk about being surrounded by people to help you lift you up and encourage you. Because it takes strength to resist day in, day out. Because some days I'm good. I leave church, I'm good the rest of the day, right? Unless, you know, Pat Mahomes throws like five interceptions. I'm good the rest of the day. Monday, I'm still kind of feeling pretty good. Tuesday, like, uh, my patience is wearing thin. I'm tired of being in rush hour traffic. Right? The next person that cuts me off might get a honk or two. By Wednesday, I'm like, I need to go to Bible study. By Wednesday, I need to go. If I miss out on Bible study, oh, it's a long time till Sunday. It's a long time. I don't know how some of you guys do it on a week-to-week -week basis. Probably not very good. Because by Friday or Saturday, when temptation really hits, when that text message comes at 2 in the morning, you don't, you're not renewed enough to resist. You've been working out, pouring yourself out at work all, all week long. You're tired. You're, 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 you're worn down. You might need to renew your spirit. And I love how the angels came and renewed Jesus. He'd been, been fasting for days in the desert. And he just had to resist temptation over and over again from Satan. They said, we need to come and get this brother. He needs to be lifted up. Because after that, he has to go on his ministry. It was the rest of his ministry was, boom, kicked off. He would have been worn out after three days if he didn't get lifted up and renewed by his spirit. Turn off the Migos. 
If you're single, stop listening to R&B music and get yourself in depressed. <laughs> right? It's amazing to me that people get depressed, listen to depressing music, and they get more depressed. Maybe put on, you know, turn the radio to gospel music. See how all of a sudden that goes away. It just goes away. Renew and feed your spirit. Come to church. Be surrounded by people who love and care for you. Be open and honest and vulnerable. Because guess what? You ain't the only one that's feeling that way. We'll uplift you. It's amazing to me that, you know, we try all these diets and stuff like that, and we try to do it ourselves. I go to the gym and, quite, and you know, I feel like I'm motivated enough. But when I get even more motivated is when I have someone coaching me. Working out by yourself is much different than working out with a workout partner or someone who's holding you accountable. It's much different. You get a much more, you get a greater workout, you get... You know, you get pushed past your limit. You might say, hey, I, you know, instead of racking on the third set, you rack it on the fifth one because you have someone spotting you and holding you and say, no, I got you. Push your boundaries, give you the confidence to keep pushing going forward. But if you're by yourself, you don't, you're like, I, oh, it's a little getting tough. I'm racking it. And you're not growing. Renew and feed your spirit. And some of you may be in this room worrying about FOMO of the world that the world offers you. Some of you have to worry about the only FOMO that matters. The fear of missing out on this. Fear out on missing out, the fear of missing out on a relationship with Jesus. The fear of missing out on eternity with him. If anyone is touching the cord, the ministers will be up at the front. We're not going to have a show. We're not going to have you come up to the church and give your life. This is a private moment for you. We'll be available. Come seek us out. Because we want you not to have FOMO for the rest of your life. As a youth minister, I was reading those statistics. And it hurts my heart. But it hurts my heart even more knowing that a lot of those people are missing out on a relationship that will give them life and life more abundantly. I'm going to turn this over to Brother Isaac. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And if anything, again, seek out a minister if you need some help. If you have any FOMO, come talk to us. We'll give you some answers. Amen. Amen. We're going to do things a little bit differently today. Uh, Brother Trevor, you would stay up here. Brother DJ, Sister Etta, the Isaacs. That entire sermon was opening the doors of the church, so we don't need to do that today. All right. So what he was talking about is fear of missing out. Don't be afraid of missing out on the most important thing that you could ever achieve.
is your personal relationship with God, starting one or building one, all right? So if you would like to join Christ Temple North, if you would like to dedicate or rededicate your life to Christ, these ministers will be here at the front of the sanctuary as everyone dismisses. It can be a very private thing, just as Brother Trevor uh, said just a few minutes ago. So don't be ashamed to come down here. That's something you should fear missing out on, all right, is, et is eternal life, all right? Also, we have a surplus of CDs from past sermons um, that we are um, setting on a table outside, right outside the foyer doors. They'll be sitting out there. They're free. Uh, dig through them. Get whatever you want. Get them out of there. Give them to your friends. Give them to your family or whatever. So those will be out there on your way to the parking lot, all right? That's it. Have a blessed week.